Blog Talk Radio. news and then uh there was a hot button topic the other day about uh disney photo pass that they're changing that we need to discuss and then last but not least we'll talk a little bit about our run disney experience from our vacation wait was that just last weekend did we get back last sunday did we no no we didn't get back on sunday we got back on like wednesday night so it was last wednesday like yeah like a week and a half ago yeah so we've been back for like a week and a half and we're up here in new york and there's already snow on the ground like to the point where there was a snow day yesterday. Yeah, and that's so sad because the day that we left, I mean, Orlando's hot. We all know it's hot. But usually once you hit late October, November, it starts to at least mellow out a little bit. But our last day there, I think it was like 90 with like pretty decent humidity. <laughs> we were going through like the World Showcase and walking 100 feet and getting in some shade. Walking 100 feet, getting in some shade. Yeah. And now we come back and we're shoveling snow. That's just not right. But let's get into it. So the uh, the D23 Expo, I guess the biggest news that I want to announce before anything else is Star Wars. Uh, we all know Galaxy's Edge is coming. Uh, it's opening in Disneyland in the summer of next year. Yep. And then Disney, Disney, Disney. And Disney World in the fall. So uh, we know a lot of the details already, but one of the things they announced yesterday was the actual name of the rides. They've got two rides coming in. One's... Uh, a Millennium Falcon base ride, and the other one is based on like a, a fight against the resistance fight against the Empire. So the name of the rides are Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Yeah. And the other one is Rise of the Resistance, which, uh, from what I've read, it's like, I mean, you get some conflicting reports, but you're supposed to be like inside like a Star Destroyer while all this nonsense is going on. So like my geek level is at like a 50 right now. Out of... 10. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's how high it is. It's out of 50 out of 10. And, uh, of of course, everybody, even if you're just a semi-Star Wars fan, you know about the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. So it's got to be cool, like, taking a flight 
like a realistic flight in a Millennium Falcon. Not to mention they've built a life-size replica of it, which is... Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I could probably stand in the park all day in one spot and just stare at that. Is that, like, should I be anticipating that? I or I can't even <laughs> tell you. I don't even know. Uh, they also said that John Williams is doing a lot of the original music within the park and the rides, which is phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, Disney's a real stickler for detail, and uh, they could just rehash all the old music and just use, because there's tons of old music. But I think it's awesome that John Williams came in and actually came up with some new music and redid some of the old music and put a little spin on it. So uh, that was huge news. But that's more for the uh, Star Wars Disney nerds. For the actual just Disney nerd Disney nerds, there was a lot of stuff uh, announced already as well. Uh, they're going to have a new projection show in Hollywood Studios in May of 2019. Um, what they have going on right now, I don't even know if you saw it, was the uh, the movie one. Did you see that one with me? No, I saw the Star Wars one with the projection, but I didn't see the movie one. Yeah, I mean, I saw it last time, and it was so underwhelming. And um, it was cool to see, like, the stuff that you love, like Toy Story or stuff, that stuff represented. But then Disney always tries to make it out to be, like, a commercial. Yeah. So they throw in, like, some popular stuff, like Wrinkle in Time. I know some people like it, but let's be honest, that's a... Uh, that's not a very popular movie. No. Uh, and so this one's going to take place in May. So we have something to look forward to next year in Hollywood Studios. Uh, the other thing they were talking about is the Mickey Railroad ride is confirmed for 2019 to be open. Uh, the Ratatouille ride, they gave that a name finally. It's called Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Huh. That's not very... <laughs> it's pretty basic, right? <laughs> it's not very creative. No. And then one of the other things they were discussing was some new light sh- or uh, I guess firework and light show at Epcot, which is we've all known it's coming. Uh, Illuminations has been around forever, uh, but what they're going to do is they're going to have like an intern type show that's coming in, that's a little bit different until they have the actual full fledged one. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a cool idea, so you have a little bit of a variety. I mean, Illuminations was awesome, but I mean we've all seen it a million times. Yeah. And people get all misty out over that stuff. Like, I wanted to go. Well, I mean, I think people just, you know, I mean, they remember from when they were a kid and they saw it. And I mean, there's, there's so much like tradition involved with Disney World and Disney yeah. vacations. that I think that's where the issue is. But the new show is going to be called uh, Epcot Forever. Really? Yeah. You don't like that one? No. What would you call it? I don't know. It just doesn't seem very like, it, it seems like they're taking like, our son's way of naming pets. <laughs> well, it says it's going to debut in the fall of 2019, and it's going to feature classic Epcot tunes. Okay. So maybe that's why it's called Epcot Forever. It's still a weak name. Yeah, I think it's weak, and I think the Remy ride is weak, too. The name of it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't mean the ride itself. No, we were talking about names. We've seen the ride uh, in YouTube videos, obviously, from France, the, the Paris Disney, and the ride looks awesome. Which it does rely a little heavy on video projections, and I know I was ripping on Universal <laughs> last episode about that. Yeah, but it's not like every ride is like that, though. Right. It's different. So, oh, and one of the other things we're doing today is giving away a pop vinyl red figure. What's that face all about? No reason. What? She just gave me a face. But anyway, we're going to give you guys a word, a word of the day. And I'm going to come up with it, because every time I put Danielle on the spot, she gives me the evil eye. And uh, I'm going to say pirates, so... If you PM me the word pirates on Facebook, you'll be entered to win. We'll be giving away next week. Probably Friday, I'll do it on a live video so you can see my face. Great. Lucky that. <laughs> Which, 
which is no prize for anybody. All right, so let's get into the uh, the photo pass thing. Um, Disney announced this the other day. I think it was yesterday. You know what they did? They do what Disney does. If it's something big and popular, they put it out in an expo like they did today. Because you know people are going to love hearing that Star Wars Land is opening a certain date and about the rides. Or when they announce movies, people get very excited. But when they have something that's a little bit controversial, it seems like they kind of leak it to some different internet sites. And then they gauge the public's response. Yeah. And then they come out with an actual, well, Plan. here's the deal. Yeah. So uh, what came out yesterday was that uh, they're going to have photo pass, pass. Can I try that again? You want to say that Please for me? Please do. Photo pass. Photo. Yes. What is your problem? I'm trying to say photo pass and booth at the same time. Photo pass booth. Thank you. See, that's what you're here for. Yeah, but I didn't Correct know what, my what you were trying to say, so I couldn't. So basically what it's going to be is an automated box. It looks like a big green box. And when you go and approach the characters, this thing is going to take pictures. Now, I don't know if it's going to take multiple pictures or if it's going to, like, face recognition and only take during certain times. But it's going to take a number of them. Then I believe you go up and you scan your magic band, which uh, was not popular with the Internet. Now, all they released initially was they were going to have one installed at the Times Square Theater for the Tinkerbell attraction. And then after all the hoopla happened, everybody lost their minds, Disney came out and said that they're going to have nine of them, but the rest of the PhotoPass photographers are safe. You know what that means. It means that they're going to put it out in these nine locations, and if it goes over well and people don't complain too much, it's going to start showing up everywhere. Sure. Uh, it, it eliminates jobs. And of they're, course it does. And they're always looking to save money. I don't know how expensive this technology is, but I'm sure it pays for itself after like a year. Well, yeah, because you're not paying it by the hour and you're not giving it benefits or anything like that. Right. And especially with all the, uh, and I don't like to say it like this because I've heard a number of people say it with the, with the wage increases. It's not because of the wage increases. I, I almost think like Disney likes to vilify the CM sometimes like, oh, well, this is what we have to do now that we gave him a raise, right. which is not the, I mean, Profits are up again this quarter, like a ridiculous, I think 6%. Yeah. Which 6% of like your pay is nothing, but 6% of what Disney profits is billions of dollars. Oh, sure. So, uh, yeah, I don't like to even mention the CM's wage increases because there's nobody more deserving of wage increases Absolutely. than the Disney CM's. Um, but, yeah, I hope this isn't something that they're going to move towards to try to eliminate some of these photographers because – I mean, obviously the characters are an experience, but our interactions with the photo pass photographers are also an experience. Yeah, I mean, remember the one, the guy in um, Hollywood, Hollywood? Yeah, the that, older gentleman. Yeah, and he, and I, I've heard other people talk about him too, but he said something to me about my cancer. Um, what did I have on my? Oh, cancer! I had cancer free on my button because right. it was our trip that we took right after all that stuff. And he was like so sweet about it and congratulated me, and like he got kind of like almost like emotional about it like he was a really good like yeah it actually added to our experience and it was something we took away from the trip whereas you wouldn't think too highly of just scanning a green box you wouldn't go oh, remember you're not going to remember that, that. yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I think the big mistake i actually had a a dvc event that i went to this year and uh when we were in line for the ewoks there was another photo pass photographer that was over the top friendly talking to me went before i even got up there so uh, that's a, an experience I will sorely miss if they look to get away from that. Yeah. Where, do we know where the locations are that they're doing it? The only ones I know for sure are the ones in the, the town square in uh, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, okay. Um, 
it's like anything. They're going to roll it out, and if it's successful, they'll they'll increase it. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine them doing that on Main Street or like. Yeah, roll it out a box. Like, yeah, it just seems <laughs> weird that they that that's what they would do, or like the picture we always take in Epcot in front of the Eiffel Tower. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, we think about it. They could put up a stationary thing at theirs, like oh, over by the bridge. They have one at Universal. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd hate to see that happen. Um, I hope they don't go that way. I actually don't even like it with the characters, but I know that's probably just a given. I yeah. bet you every stationary character spot is eventually going to have these photo boxes. I mean, it's a lot of money to invest to just say, eh, you know, people don't like, we're going to get rid of it. Yeah, but it makes sense for them to test it first and see what happens. So, so keep your eye on that. If it's something you're really upset about, make sure you be contact vocal. Disney and be yeah. vocal about it. Because if you just sit back and do nothing, Disney's going to assume that you like it and that's not the deal. Right. So if it's something that really bothers you and you really want to make sure that you capture that uh, personal feel you get from the, uh, the CMs, make sure you contact Disney via their Twitter or their Facebook page or write into right, them. Yeah. There's a million different ways to contact guest services and let them know that you just aren't thrilled about that. And we get beaten up a little bit um, as being negative. Who does? Our show does. It does? Just slightly. There's some people, because there's, there's a lot of bloggers and YouTubers and other podcasters out there. People who just think there. Disney can do no wrong. It's not even that. It's uh, Disney... We have media passes, so yeah. we've been given two free tickets every year for both parks, which is super nice, and Disney doesn't need to do that. But they also offer uh, different media passes during the year or events. And I think some people are afraid they're not going to get invited to these things yeah. if they're honest. And, um, yeah, we like to call out Disney for what they do wrong, but we also, like, we lather them when they do something right. Oh, yeah. So we'll always be 100% honest with uh, our opinions on things that go on at Disney. I don't want to be that show that's just like, they did another great day. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully uh, people don't get turned off by the fact that, that we are negative at times. And uh, I don't, I wouldn't call it negative. I would call it honest. Like, we're giving our honest opinions about things. Yeah, without, oh. <laughs> without a doubt. I didn't say it. I said it for you. So mean. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about is Run Disney. Now, um, we were huge fans. We're still fans of Run Disney. I, you and I have very different opinions about this, so you can go ahead and do your whole spiel, and then I'll. And then you'll in. you'll beat me down about it. Well, I just I think you're being a little ridiculous, but. Well, here's my issue. Um, when you do a Run Disney event, if there's anybody out there who hasn't done one that's interested in doing one in the future, uh, you sign up, and it's well in advance. That thing drives me crazy. It's so far in advance. Yeah. Because, like today, I could tell you I'm going to run a marathon next year. At this time next year, I might not be able to do a 5K. So, and that's what happened to us this last run Disney event was uh, physically we weren't ready. I had for the an race. injury. Danielle had an injury. I'm coming off a of surgery, and we just weren't ready for it. Um, but what you do is you have to go and put in a time that you normally run, and then they set you up in a corral. So Danielle and I, whenever we do these run Disney events, we always run right next to each other. We start at the same time. We finish at the same time. So when we went to find out where our corral placement was, they put me in the very back, which really annoyed me. And then they put Danielle one corral in front of me, which the fact that they separated us was out of control. It was weird, yeah. And listen, it, it, people make mistakes. I don't know what happened, but they did nothing to correct the issue. Nope. Um, and that's all we were looking for. It's like, hey, can I just move up one corral right. and run with my wife? And, and they weren't having any part of it, which 
annoyed me to, to no end. And here's the problem. And I know I'm going to upset a lot of runners out there. I don't care. Here's the deal. The corral placement's there for a reason. And basically how it's set up is you've got letters. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever it goes down. At this time, it went down to H. These are set up for runners so that the faster runners are in the front and the slower runners are in the back. That way, there's no congestion. Because if you've ever run a Run Disney event, there's so many places where these things bottleneck and they get backed up and you hit a wall. You hit a wall of people walking. So what the problem is with this race especially, and I'm sure it happens at other places, but this one in particular, the Run Disney events, is people lie about their running times. And they do it for two reasons. One, they want a head start because they don't want to get caught by the balloon ladies. Right. But two, they want extra time to also go and do the character spots. And what this creates is a disaster on the race course. You have all these people coming out of the A gate walking right from the beginning. And then the B gate comes up trying to run and they get slowed down. And then, you know, it just keeps getting backed up and backed up. So, um, me cr- how many people like we were passing people at the end of the race that were having a and b bits yeah. on oh yeah that started we'd have to say what an hour 20 at no, least 20 half more, hour. more than 20 minutes is it yeah because we got there late yeah but i mean they were when we got there they were on like we were on half thing. when we showed up in the last yeah race. so yeah they get this ridiculous head start and then they just walk the whole thing and it, it creates all these running issues if you're going to run a run Disney race, just be honest about your uh, your running times and get put in the proper corral so you don't have these, like, insane backups. And with this race in particular, there was a spot where it really, I think it was by Hollywood Studios, where they had you go through, like, a small walkway, which I can't even imagine how bad that was, like, in the beginning. Yeah. With the backups on that. So, yeah, I'm really frustrated over it and uh, disappointed with Disney on the way they do things and they don't enforce these run times. What was your take on it? I mean, I agree with you with all of it. You know, I, I don't, it wasn't really fair to us. I felt, well, first of all, you were really pissy about it. <laughs> and it was stressful because I felt like I was racing the balloon ladies the whole time. And then you were like all stressed out about it and just being like grouchy and, and like yelling at me to speed up. And it was just, it was not a pleasant experience. However, I think anybody believes you that I was grouchy. Yeah, and yeah. how I would put more of that on you than from Disney. Right. Like, my experience. I would not say, like, you've been saying you're never going to do another one again. I enjoy those races. I'm not going to let one bad experience, because that's the first time that's ever happened to us. If it happened every time or whatever, I mean, I know that there are people who are going to lie, but I don't know how they can rectify that situation, because you can't get proof of time from new runners. So how, what do you do? You put the new runners in the back. Right, but you're still, you know what I mean, like, unless they, like, require proof of time. They're supposed to, and I, but I think the issue is, is that they only go through a certain amount of them. So if they get, like, 20,000 entries that put in proof of time, they yeah. just spot check them. They do, like, a 1,000 of them. So it's not like they go through 20,000 individual entries to make sure they're in the proper uh, gates. I mean, I don't know. The, the races are so massive that I just don't know how they can rectify that. I think that they do the best that they can. I, I do think, you know, having run other races, like, you know, not just run Disney, but other local races and stuff, I do feel like they're very organized for the amount of people that they have running these races. So I just don't know what, you know, other than requiring that proof of time and checking every single one, I don't know that they have the bandwidth to do that. Yeah. You know, 
and and this is probably not really very realistic. It's too bad they can't come up with uh, two courses. Yeah. I run it in some way where they get out. The people that are just there to walk and the um, and listen, I'm not taking away anything from people that walk that because we walked a great deal of that uh, mm-hmm. half marathon, and that was still tough to finish. So I'm not saying like you're lazy if you're walking it. That's not the case in the least bit. But it needs to be a better organized so that the people that want to run it can actually run it, and the people that want to walk it and take photos can do that as well. Right. So I don't even know what you do to rectify that because there's obviously time restraints on there, and that's the whole purpose of the balloon ladies is because they have, they have parks to open. They do, <laughs> but I mean, that, but that's another thing too is that like it's the people who are in the back are at a greater disadvantage. Which doesn't really seem fair either. You know what I mean? Like right. if you are the slowest, like and you've got those balloon ladies right behind you. I mean, I I understand it. I just I guess I just don't really know. Like I'm fine. I'm doing my first full marathon in May, hopefully. And their rule is just you have to be finished by this time. They don't have people chasing behind you. You know what I mean? It's like you have to be finished by this time. And I don't know if that's something that Disney could do. Where like they'd have to start a lot earlier, which I don't know. How, they'd have to start at like midnight. Well, it would still be, I mean, they could still do it by that 16-minute mile pace or whatever, but, like, just sweep everybody. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's good to know, like, where you stand with those balloon ladies, but at the same time, like, I've heard stories where people were, like, right behind them and weren't even given the chance to catch up. They were just swept. And I feel like, you know, the people who run, walk, run, walk might have fallen behind a little bit. Like we did that with the pacing group that we were with. We fell behind a little bit and then we ran and we were way ahead of them. So I don't know. I, I just, I don't think there's really a right answer. Well, there's a lot of people that, that do these things that aren't run ready, that aren't really realistic about what they can actually accomplish. And it, it seems like no big deal because you walk miles and miles and miles within yeah. the park. But a 16 minute mile is a fast walk. Right. And, and you're probably even better off doing at least a walk run because uh, they will catch you at 16. 16- a 16 minute mile and i think people are unrealistic when they sign up for a 10k or a half marathon that aren't really ready for it but maybe fell in love with the medal they want the medal yep. or they want the experience or whatever but they really have no intentions of finishing it to begin with and um that creates an issue that creates that's where these you know buses i mean they sweep tons and tons of people i mean how many buses do we see as we we're running by a lot <laughs> like full size, yeah, a lot. Uh, Disney bus is ready to pick people up. So yeah, it's something they need to fix in some way or another. Um, I'm definitely doing the Star Wars race because we're already signed up for it. But after that, I'm going to reevaluate it because we basically set up our trips around these events. Yeah, but I, I mean, I really enjoy them. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't the best experience this time, but I, so it was our first run Disney half marathon together. It was your first half marathon period. Um, I know you were like hating life the whole time, but I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I like the energy of the races. I like the fact that we have so many friends who run those races and it's something like we, we kept running into friends on the course, which we saw Victoria, we saw Terry, we saw Kenneth, right. um, you know, that doing, I, that's fun to me. Like I enjoy that. So I don't really, I'm not ready to let that go yet. Um, the other issue too, is our meetups, our big crazy for Disney meetups. Well, I think one of the reasons that they are so big is that we, there are a lot of people there for the races, that we're not the only ones who plan our trips around races. Right. That's uh, something we're going to have to discuss in, in length. Yeah, well, I mean, you'll get your way regardless. So. That's not true. It, BS. <laughs> 
I just, I just think it's, I think it would be a huge mistake for us to change that. I mean, over the years, I mean, how many, how many years have we been doing these meetups now? Three years. Yeah, three years. People count on it being, I mean, and I have even seen like other admins, like when we haven't decided on a date yet, people always say they're always the race weekends in April and right. November. People plan on that. So I think to make a big change is going to like completely upset the apple cart. I think the other thing that gets me a little bit is the time of year they're at. Um, the April one and the November one are, are still during pretty hot times of year. And uh, that's tough because we used to go religiously in December. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I can't say the weather was always perfect in December because you never know what you're going to get. We've been freezing in December and we've been overly. Over, yeah, you, know, you just don't know. So it's a crapshoot, but you know for a fact in April you're going to be hot. It's going to be humid and you're going to sweat. And uh, one thing about running in Florida, what we're used to running in New York, is when you run in Florida, the humidity is sneaky. Yeah, but I I don't know why. There's something about that air down there. I run I run way better, so that doesn't bother me. No, and I don't even mean for that reason. I'm just mean as far as like overheating. We've seen many people like just yeah. pass out on the ground right. and stuff. It, it's so sneaky. I remember in the last Star Wars race we did. It was very cool when we got there in the morning, but you could tell it was humid, but yeah. you didn't think about it because yeah. it was cool. And uh, maybe halfway through the race, you're like, oh, my God, I'm sweating. I, don't, I mean, I sweat really bad anyway, so it doesn't really affect me. Yes, I mean, those times of year are, are tough. Um, like, if I, had my, if I had my perfect month to go to Disney, it'd be December. That's my favorite. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I like the timing of the wine and dine because, first of all, it's during – the food and wine festival yeah it's we get we have the opportunity to see both halloween and christmas and do the parties if we want to right um you know and that's the time that a lot of our friends are there so i i feel like it's the best time for us to go and do a meetup well we also used to go and move our vacations to december a lot because of crowds but um it's crowded the, the, no matter yeah, when the, you go the traditional slow time of year is really fairly non-existent now i mean obviously there's slower times of year but it's no longer before where they, they'd say like oh the third week of september they'd have exact dates where they knew it was going to be dead but what disney's done is they've come up with so many like things to uh to bring crowds in whether it be you know all these events like food and wine and the festival of the arts and uh what's the other one in the spring that we always do in april i'm drawing a total blank on it other what that we the do food festival Oh, the uh, Flower and Garden. Flower and Garden. Uh, and then they run deals on the hotels. So if, if those events aren't bringing people in, they, they have all these deals on the hotels. So they keep these places packed. And just by the mere fact that they're building all these new resorts, um, they built three of them in the past few years. Yeah. They've got the Star Wars one opening up. There's talk of the one opening up in Epcot. So I, obviously they're filling these hotels. There's no – apparently right now – they can't get enough people in these parks. So, um, yeah, there's we no longer have to worry about this full time of year. So we'll discuss it. I'm sure we will wind up doing more races. But I was really kind of uh, thrown back a little bit by this last run Disney experience. Yeah, I guess I just can't. I mean, that's the first time that that's happened to us. I mean, usually we're in, like, B or C corral. I don't think we've yeah. ever been – I mean, except for the first year. First year we were in D. Yeah, so that I think that was the furthest back that we ever were. So we never really experienced like the fear of the balloon ladies, except for when we stopped to see Chewbacca. I felt like The Walking Dead, like there were zombies behind us. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Remember that app, that zombies I run app? I still have that. Um, no, but I mean, 
that was what I didn't like about it was I, I did. I felt like I was being chased and it was stressful. Um, you know, and I mean, for it being our first run Disney half, you're stressed enough just wanting to finish. I mean, Disney's not going to upset the apple cart too much anyway because these things bring in a ton of money. Right. So if there's somebody that's going to run a mile and then get swept up, Disney they're getting the money anyway. You're not getting a refund. Yeah, so they're not going to push for people to be more realistic in what they can do. And I don't want to discourage people from trying either. When I say that, you know, maybe you're not ready, don't let me discourage you. If you think you can do it, you should do it. Just make sure you're in the right place to do it. Yeah. I mean, there's no if you're going to get swept regardless, get swept in in the G corral rather than going through the A and getting swept towards the Right, because the that's a place that somebody else could have who actually deserves to be yeah, there. Yeah, that has a quicker time. Right. So that's my main complaint. I shouldn't get too crazy about it. We have always had good experiences. I, I mean, I always really enjoy the races. And, and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy this one, but I think most of the stress is coming from you. Well, the other thing, too, is the, the mornings. Well, I mean, I'm it's never really, used to the morning. No, it sucks getting up and everything. But once we get there and we get going, like, I don't know. I always think about, like, those first few steps when we just, like, run out of the start line. I'm always like, oh, I don't want to do this. And then it goes away. Yeah, it gets exciting for yeah. sure. Uh, one quick story before we go, which was kind of funny. Uh, we were in the back, and we were we were obviously a little bit annoyed. And uh, so there was no reason for us to be there early. Now, we have friends that show up to these things <laughs> at, like, <laughs> 2 in the morning. <laughs> You know, and they're there to see the characters and the hangout and listen to the DJ. That is not us. We're sleepers. So we want to kind of get as much sleep as possible. So the 10K that we did, the race starts at 530. So Danielle and I sat there the night before and calculated the exact time that we had to show up. <laughs> so I think we showed up to the race event about 5 o'clock. Are you talking about the half? The, or the, No, the 10K. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, no, it was, it was the half to, that we got there late. No, I know, but we okay. still showed up as late as possible to the 10. Sure. I think it was like quarter to five we showed up. Yeah. And then what you have to do for these races is they start, the longer races start in Epcot, usually, or excuse me, start in the Magic Kingdom parking lot and then finish in Epcot. So you park your vehicle in Epcot, and then they bus you over to Magic Kingdom. So we got there, got on our bus, and we were still standing around the corral. So basically what Danielle and I were doing the entire time was, calculating how much later we could be the next day yeah so i think we showed up to get on the bus at like after five we were on the last bus the race no it was 5 30 because the woman said the race just started when we got on so, the bus when we got out of our vehicle and started getting up there the first lady that saw us goes uh the last bus is leaving in a minute you better move well yeah she said that but then we got on the bus and sat there for five minutes so well, yeah because there was like there was three or four coming. people that yeah. were worse and, and lazier than we were so yeah, we when we showed up to our corral, they had already released everyone but three of the corrals. So that's the way we roll at Disney. But we were the we were the last corral. There was no reason. I mean, all you do is you get there and you stand in your corral forever. So to me, that is a weird. If you, if you're gonna do it and you've never done it before, one of the weirdest things about the uh, Run Disney event is it, it's very cool when you show up because they have, like I said, a DJ. They have characters when it's Star Wars. They have Star Wars characters at Disney. They have Disney characters. Um, so a lot of people mingle and hang out, but there's definitely a time when you want to start getting over to your your corrals. And when you get in those corrals, you are herded in there. I mean, there's got to be thousands per corral. Probably oh, yeah. 3,000 per corral, maybe, maybe more. I don't, yeah, I don't know how many runners there are total, but... So you almost get like this weird claustrophobic feel, especially if you're in the middle. Yeah. I mean, you're just sandwiched in there. I mean, people 
don't know personal space at that point. They're like, well, they've got to get in there. There's no such thing as personal space during that time. Yeah, so it's a really weird thing that when you stand there for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, waiting for those fireworks to go off, it, it's almost anxiety-inducing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, definitely don't get discouraged. If you're a runner or plan on being a runner, I would definitely say try a run Disney race because they are a lot of fun. It's nothing like what you do locally. Um, no, it's very different. I mean, it's it's a huge production. I mean, geez, the half marathon that I ran in September up in the Adirondacks, mm. which is actually a very, like, people fly in from all over the world to, to run that race. But it was still, like, you stand at the start line, and then they basically just say, okay, go. Keep going. And, I, and there's no, like, there's not even a gunshot. Like, it's very, <laughs> like, low-key and laid back. There's That's it, you know? There's no music along the course. I mean, there were some people, like, standing around playing guitars right. and stuff. But, like, the, Disney puts on a huge production. And so if you're a Disney fan... Even if you're not a runner, do a 5K and walk it, because that one does not have balloon ladies. There's no... Yeah, well, just to give you an idea, just even in the starting gate, you've got, uh, let's say, A through G. Not only do they run those corrals separately, but they actually split each corral up, usually at least one. So you've got, you know, half an A, then the other half. And they do fireworks for every single start. So you've got the fireworks for A, the mid A, the B, the mid B. So, I mean, that's cool in itself. Yeah. You've got all that music going in. i got to give a shout-out to Rudy Novotny, as always. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he emcees these races, and um, he's so much fun to listen to. He's very informative, so he, he does keep you informed on what's going on with the race, if there's any issues or what yeah. you should look for. Man, he's got so much energy at 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, it's crazy. That's what we always say. He's got so much energy at yeah. 5, but he's probably been there since, like, 3.30. Well, yeah, and he's probably in bed by, like, <laughs> 6. <laughs> we, uh... We would not be good MCs for that thing. No. Those corrals would be like ready to go, and we would show up on stage at like the last minute. <laughs> They'd be like, "All hey right, guys, ready to go." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's end the show now. Um, I'll remind everybody one more time: we're giving away one of the red pop vinyls. Uh, the the secret word is pirates. That's a tough one, right? Yeah. PM yep. me on Facebook. Private message me. I would say like just PM. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of old people like people me don't that don't PM know what PM means. Yeah. That's a private message. I'm impressed that I know that. Um, private message, just send the word. You don't have to send me like a, a sentence or tell me how your life is. Just send pirate or pirates and you'll be entered to win. And Friday night I'll do a live feed and we will give that away. They're, they're limited edition and I believe they're sold out. Um, it was kind of funny when I went to go get one. I went to get one for my sister. And they do these events. They do one. They had. They were selling them at Disney Springs, and they were selling them at the, or the uh, gift shop outside of Pirates of the Caribbean. So my sister wanted one really bad for herself and one for her friend. And I wasn't even going to Magic Kingdom that day. But the good brother I am, I got up and went over anyway. Uh, they had told me incorrectly that they weren't going to be selling them until 9 o'clock when the park opened. I come to find out when I'm on the boat, they opened at 7.30 just to sell these things. <laughs> So I'm like, you know, I'm going to go over anyway just to check it. And uh, I, I know we had friends that were lined up at Disney Springs at like 5 in the morning yeah. like this place to open. Uh, so I get there strolling in at like 930, and they still had boxes and boxed these things. So I bought one for my sister and one for her cast member friend that she works with. And I'm like, you know, I'll grab a couple other ones because, you know, you get a passholder discount. They're not that expensive. So we had a couple to uh, to give away, so we'll we'll do that. So until next time, guys, uh, this just to let you guys know ahead of time, I know we're very wonky when, when we actually show up and do a podcast. 
which that's a nice thing with a podcast. They're not like regiment, like a radio show. Right. People don't listen. They're a lot, like a lot of people don't listen live. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't really care when we're on. We kind of announce it, and you guys can listen to your leisure on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes or anywhere where you can hear a podcast. Um, but we're obviously with the holidays coming up. We're probably going to be real shoddy with our shows. Well, and I have a ton of travel coming up. Danielle has two trips coming up at work where she's going to Texas and going to New Orleans. Oh, no, Arizona and New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, man, brain. Phoenix. Well, that's why I keep forgetting to. I'm like, where am I going? I'm going to Phoenix and I'm going to NOLA. What's, are you going to San Antonio at some point? No. Oh, okay. That's just <laughs> floating around in my my weird old no, man I brain. In, I, I was in Texas a few months ago, but I didn't go so to San Antonio. Maybe that's what it was. But I didn't go to San Antonio, so I don't know where you got that. I was in Austin and Waco. Who knows the way my brain works? It barely works. But, yeah, with with her being gone for those couple weeks with Thanksgiving, with Christmas. Yeah, all the holiday uh, stuff. Yeah, we're basically just going to sneak podcasts in where we can. Uh, We we still want to talk about our trip. We did talk about our trip, didn't we? No, we we did not. No, we talked about Universal versus Disney. Oh, but that was our trip. I'd like to go through our actual Disney trip. We spent 13 days at Disney and did the meetup. We didn't talk about the meetup. Um. I did some, I did a pass holder event. We did some stuff within that time that uh, I think we should discuss as well. Okay. So uh, we will see you guys soon. I can't promise you when, but we will see you. Yeah. Well, they'll hear us. They'll hear us. Hopefully <laughs> see me on the Facebook page. Go over to Crazy for Disney. Join us on Facebook. Bye, guys. Bye.